Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude. I hope you're safe and in a good place, both physically and mentally, while listening to this podcast. We are in the dog days of August, and a few short days, maybe in a few short weeks, from schools starting back up remotely or in person. As you may know, I work at a university, University of Wyoming to be exact, and we have a great plan in place, but it really hinges on how disciplined the students are. And maybe this generation is different than my generation because we had no discipline back when I was a college student. And I have a message for all UW students coming back to school. If you listen to this podcast or your parents do, your parents pass this on to your students Uh, to your kids that are going to University of Wyoming. I will throw you, and I'm sure I'm not alone, the biggest party when this pandemic is over if you guys can make this plan work and we don't have to go all online sooner than later. I'm pulling for you guys. I want this to work, but I'm not really sure it's going to happen. I'm not really sure we can have the discipline to get it done. Now, today's guest is Beth Borden. Folks, When I moved back to Laramie in 2003, it was a whole new world for me. I was going through a divorce, I wasn't a student anymore, and I had a month off before I started my new job. So I got a little crazy during that time period, did a lot of drinking, partying, concerts and such, and I met Beth during that time period, and you'll hear how we met during the podcast, I always ask that question, and truth be told, I had a crush on her back then, but things never really materialized besides us becoming friends. So here's Beth's story. Enjoy. I was born in Alexandria, Virginia, but I was raised in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So did your parents meet in Virginia and then go to Cheyenne? How did that happen? How'd your parents meet and create the Beth? Okay. So my parents are both from outside Pittsburgh and my dad was living in DC at the time. And he went home and went out to a bar and my mom met him at a bar at the bar where they filmed, um, Oh, a Bruce Springsteen glory day. I might have been glory days. Yeah. Yeah. He's singing in a bar, so. That's cool. Then they met, and she moved, they got married, and she moved to D.C. to be with them, so. That's That's where my parents met, yeah. So how long were they in D.C. before they ended up in Cheyenne? Like five or six years. Well, it was just job opportunity in Cheyenne or something. Yeah, he actually, so he worked for um, Bureau of Land Management. So he moved from D.C. to Wyoming to um, research coal, actually. Okay. Do you have any memories of out there in Virginia or were you just? No, I was two. I was two when I moved to good old Cheyenne. Good old Cheyenne. Um, So are you an only child? Do you have siblings? Where do you fit in the mix? The oldest, youngest? How do you feel? I'm the middle. I have an older brother who actually passed away last year. And then I have a, um, a little brother who is two and a half years younger than me. Curtis. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I've met Curtis. Hi Curtis. Uh, (laughs) Um, So you, 
our middle child. Middle child. Two brothers for, yeah. oh my gosh. I am the middle child with sisters. I'm, I'm the only boy. Oh my gosh. So you, you can relate. <laughs> it is interesting. Um, I get called a favorite all the time by, because I'm a boy and I'm different than what my sisters are like. And they're just like my mom. And so they, uh -huh. they battle and I'm just like, Hey, yeah, why can't we all get along? Cause I'm the middle kid. You, you're peace. You keep the peace. And so, uh, that's, I recall a lot of that. Um, and so I call the favorite. It's funny, but I'm also like, well, where were you when I was shoveling snow? You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was mowing lawn, cutting down trees, moving wood. I was moving, um, furniture for our parents, friends. Were you guys doing that stuff? And they're like, uh, no. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, so what was it like growing up being in the middle of the, that two brothers? Uh, it was, um, you know, you get a away with a little more being a girl. So there's that. And, um, I mean, it was great. They were so different, but just, I don't know. We fit really well. So it was good. Was it, was it forced tomboyishness? Not at all. No, uh -oh. there was one phase. Uh, I did have my hair cut like a boy and it was right before a ballet recital. Uh a ballet tap recital. So I was supposed to wear this hat and it was supposed to pin into my hair, but my hair was cut short and the hat fell off in the middle of the performance. And then I grew my hair out again. So it happens. Like I, I'm all so respectful. Uh, well, long hair in general, I've tried it here, there in my life and it's, it's not fun and it's not easy to manage. So my hat goes off to you ladies that grow out your hair yeah. consistently. And have to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. I was like, I, I did the COVID cut. You guys can't see it, but I haven't gone to the, like get my hair cut or anything. I just grab number two and shave it. And go, number three, oh, two, that's crazy. <laughs> but where it's worked out so far. Um, and, but yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm at work, I'm at home. And yeah. Yeah. So we can get all that stuff later. We can talk about the pandemic later. So Cheyenne, yeah. Wyoming. What yeah. was it like to grow up there? Were you, you know, like a rebellious kid? Were you into school a lot? Were you into sports? What activities do you, do you get into while you're in China? Um, oh, so I was in musicals in high school. So <laughs> um, that was good. And debate, I was in debate in high school, but I wasn't, I didn't play sports or anything. And Cheyenne just was, I don't know, it's Cheyenne, Wyoming. So it's just very, um, it was a very small town. It's actually a lot bigger now, and it's not even sure. that big, but it was just very small town growing up there. Everybody knew everybody, and um, it was just uh, it was just so funny how people would get so um, uppity in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And, huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what I thought, just um, some of the people I knew, just for being in a, such a weird town but i mean th their whole families grew up there so makes sense i guess well it's it's got that big old air force base yeah that's true. so that dictates a lot of what kind of goes on maybe not the people as much but like you got all the chain restaurants you got them all you got you know yeah that's where true. most wyoming towns none of that like i know 
Right. And so it would probably, yeah, be if you grew up in the, the biggest city in Wyoming easily. I don't know. Casper, yeah. I think now, but um, yeah. And since then it's gained another high school. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's grown. It's an interesting town. Um, what high school did you go to in China? Central. Central. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They were like the team I wanted to be in football. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Throughout my high school year, like it was like they kicked our butts, like my sophomore and junior and like our first game of the season was against Central and it was definitely a down year for them. And we just smoked them. Like we were so ready for that game. I don't know if it made us any more ready for other games, but we were ready for that. We were actually a pretty good team. We ended up playing them another time in the playoffs and beat them again because we were so ready for that first game. It was just like, our coach wanted to beat them so bad because we were not beating them in the past. And so we did, but they were definitely, I the talent was down from the last two years because they had some studs on their team, like sophomore and junior. It was interesting. They were a big powerhouse uh, athletic team, definitely when I was in high school and such. So more than I thought it'd be, but maybe times have changed, who knows, here and there. Um, so were you an academic? Did you get good grades? Did you like it? I did. I did. I did. I was got really good grades. Um, was a really good student, and then just pretty normal in high school. So. What got you into musicals? I had taken a drama class, and then just uh, just one of my electives, and I think sophomore in high school. And then everyone was trying out in the class, and I said I would, and. So I did that and a couple of plays and so. I remember doing plays. Yeah, we all did them through elementary school, I think. Like yeah. Um, and then I, I think I took like a drama class in seventh grade and, and really liked it. But yet sports were always the front of my activities. Yeah. Um, actually, besides eighth grade, where I moved to Wyoming, played football, but then instead of probably playing basketball or wrestling, I went out for the school play. And I was in the Velveteen Rabbit. I was a doctor, small part. Oh, but it was the yeah. first time I had like the full makeup and stuff. They made yeah. I wish there were pictures of it, but I mean, I only had a few lines, but that, and then it led to like drama in high school, which yeah. I, I did enough, but yet I was like, oh, football first. Like I can't. Uh-huh. And so I didn't do plays. Did, I remember our drama class in high school maybe did the same thing. We wrote, I might have been a, mo- a murder mystery. And we've shot scenes. We shot scenes for it. That's and it so was, funny. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I would love to see that again. That's probably not something yeah. really embarrassing. I took some, and then, but by the time I got really probably interested, I was in high, college and I was outmatched. Like the people I've been, doing great stuff and I was like I can't go on that stage with you guys I'll take these classes over here so but it was great to watch that kind of stuff I've always had an appreciation um I think it probably goes back to growing up listening like Grease soundtracks oh for sure yeah Yeah. and and just music movie soundtracks kind of definitely the definitely musicals I was like yeah very having an older sister yeah very much pushed it in like into my head like this is cool and my mom like. used to take us to um, like the symphony and then like plays in Denver. I remember seeing um, Oh Phantom of the Opera and just all these things when I was in elementary school. 
elementary and junior high. Yeah. So that's where it really came from. But after high school, I I never acted again. <laughs> so, I know. I, so. I have debated it like, every once in a while. I'm like, what would community theater would be all about? I think it'd be pretty fun. Yeah. I'd I mean, be terrible at like an improv group, but yeah that would take a lot of a lot of work to get into that you definitely gotta open up your mind to be into improv uh, sometimes the daily grind just grinds that yeah side <laughs> right out of you what was your what do you think your favorite like musical was growing up that i was in or that i just in general Oh, probably Phantom of the Opera, I guess, then. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Have you, did you get to see it live ever? Yeah, we, we saw it in Denver. Oh, wow. Yeah, when I was, like, in sixth grade or something, so. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. I bet you were yeah. so Yeah. So sixth grader. Going to see, I, I don't, like, my stepmom and dad kept me into the arts in Oregon. I've always thanked them for this. Like, when I'd go visit them, when I'd go back, they're, like, went to the nutcracker i've been to multiple plays with them and yeah. stuff they were also yeah an inspiration of mine taking me to art shows and stuff and so eventually i'm like thanks stepmom like thanks sandy like thank you for pushing me into that i might not have gone willingly yeah all the time, but i really appreciate it now because i actually have a monet print in my house right? okay. so yeah and i go i know about that painting like i did buy it like it's interesting how I acquired it through my other parents, but so, but I know about it and I love musicals and such. I, I Greece is a good one. Um, for sure. I wish I could have saw that. Rent was, I saw that live. That was, Oh, I love Rent. Um, I did get to see the Lion King live on Broadway oh. when I lived out there. Um, that's cool. That was pretty good. But I mean, it all works out the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, I mean, they come into the audience, pretty interesting. So you're in Cheyenne, going to high school. It's time to go to college. Yeah. Where do you want to go to college? Was UW your first choice? A lot of us are like, no, 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 no. No. So I wanted to go far away, but that didn't happen. And then I ended up getting a scholarship to Greeley. So I went to Greeley for a, a semester. And, but all my friends were at UW. So I used to go see them on the weekends every once in a while. And then I just, I, I don't know, really, I just didn't love it. And just missing, I guess, FOMO. And I went to um, FOMO before it was a thing. And I went, then I transferred after that semester to um, Wyoming and got a dorm room with one of my best friends. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. What dorm? white on the 12th floor wow holy monkey yeah like we had i lived in the dorms two years which is sad um the second year i um because i my part line of like apartment fell through so i got dorm real fast but i was by myself uh first year uh had a roommate that was from germany and eventually met another guy from laramie that was on the same floor as me we ended up hanging out a lot i didn't know him that well in high school i mean you know having a big high school you don't get to know yeah. him and uh so we started hanging out because he saw me playing like video games in my dorm room so we ended up becoming roommates but then i 
I always tell people I didn't live the typical dorm. I didn't meet anybody because of the dorms. I kind of met him, but he's from Laramie. That was probably going to happen. Um, the second year I was by myself and I had a second store, second floor room right by the uh, exit that led outside. So we just prop it open all the time. And then so you'd barely go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You barely got, I, and I knew people from Laramie. So I was like, it was just a place to sleep most of the time or kind of study if, when, you know, when you try. Yeah. What was your dorm experience like? It was pretty fun. So, um, well, my dorm experience in North, uh, Northern Colorado was yeah. horrible. My roommate used to have her boyfriend come spend the night every night. And that was just so annoying. So, but when we, I got to UW, I lived with, um, my girl, Nikki, did you, she didn't, I don't know if you met her. She was tall with blonde hair, but she, she didn't finish college. She was there for like a year and a half and then moved back to Cheyenne. Um, but she would come up every once in a while and hang out, or maybe you'd met her at, um, current tier days or something. I don't know. But anyway, so we lived together and that was really fun. So, um, she was, wild and then my friends Kristen and Brianne had a, an apartment um because Brianne was a um cheerleader so she was uh in an apartment with all the basketball teams so they lived across campus so we'd stay <laughs> in the apartment complex with the okay. whole basketball team so um we weren't in the dorms all that much we were always over at Kristen Brianne's house that makes sense yeah yeah they had an actual yeah. kitchen. Yeah, we were house parties galore. Yeah, I think a lot of my friends lived at home, so they come to my dorm just to oh, nice chill a little bit. I always be like, no, we're not partying down here. I guess it's not <laughs> gonna be that way. I mean, we drank a few forties there. I had a fake ID yeah. like right off the bat, so it was it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's why I think I made friends because I had a fake. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what did you major in in college? What did you, what inspired? Political science. So yeah. political science, thought I might go to law school, but then never, never made it. So, but yeah. Why political science? I don't know. I liked politics. I did, it was in mock trial and debate. And then just that, yeah. that sounds, that sounds like something I would enjoy. So did you know right away? Was it like, I'm declaring this, let's do that? Or did you go and declare like a lot of people? I um, declared right away. Yeah. I just decided that's what I was going to do. So. I was a broadcasting major and really did not see it coming. Um, oh, really? <laughs> like uh, I was in DECA in high school. And so I was uh, in marketing and advertising. So I kind of, oh, okay. I had the best grades because I was all about just getting by, play sports. Yeah. So I really focused on the academics until later in life where I was like, oh, this counts. I get it. All right. And so I um, got into college and I was like, marketing, eh, it seems really hard. Maybe teaching. My dad's teacher, my stepmom's teacher that come from a long life. Like, it made sense. I liked coaching. Like I thought about that. My dad really talked me out of it. And he's a teacher. Oh, my, I wanted to, my mom's a teacher. I was originally thinking about maybe being a teacher. And she said she wouldn't pay for college if I, if I became a teacher. She's like, absolutely not. Well, I, I said, okay. And 
right now I'm really glad I'm not a teacher. So sure. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. <laughs> but I, I think I would have, it would have paid off for us prior to this moment as being, yeah. So I, I, really miss not being able to coach and stuff. I mean, I love, I like my career. I love it. Yeah. I, I do miss that aspect, the interaction. I loved working at summer camps and such. So I thought I was going to be a teacher, but then my dad talked me out of it and he probably said, I won't pay for your college if you do that. <laughs> so I, my stepdad was like, Hey, you should intern for me. And I guess I'd worked for him as kind of an intern carrying camera equipment for K2 Cheyenne, Mm -hmm. uh, station and they had the coaches show and so I carry equipment on the sidelines but I didn't think oh this is the life like I actually thought this would suck why you know why do people do this and so but I carried equipment he paid me money I got to work on a coach show but it was just like extra mm -hmm. high school money where I wasn't um they my parents wouldn't let me work in high school because I was doing sports all the time in school and so they're like probably don't have enough focus so yeah. here's a job that's not gonna burden you too much but he's like, be an intern for me. And he's like, you'll just carry equipment and you know, you'll know, you probably learn some things. And by the time it was over, I was like, yep, time to be a broadcasting major and start the classes. And yeah, it was awesome, it was fun. The broadcasting side was cool. Uh, the rest of school just blows electively wise and stuff like that. Every once in a while I get fun classes. Yeah. But stats at 9 a.m. after like, you know, a Wednesday night of drinking is just- Yeah. A terrible, terrible class. I had some pretty rocky semesters there. So, um, especially when I first got to college, I was just, I kind of went nuts. So I didn't, you know, go to school, go to classes as much as I should have. And my mom was always like pretty strict with me growing up. And then when I got to college, I was like, college. <laughs> so. I didn't think my parents were that strict. They kind of held it like, hey, you're just, you know, you're going to have to get up early. Kind of held the res responsibility yeah. over me. And then a lot of my time went, like, was caught up in sports. And once I was gone, I was like, hmm, I could study or yeah, we could party. I don't know. Yeah. Drink like, let's see what all drinking 40s is all about. Yeah. So, yeah, I my fall semesters were terrible. Because there was football and stuff, but I ended up working football games, so that changed. But it still sucked fall semesters. I did not want to be in school that much, so I'd make yeah. it all for the spring, and then eventually figured out how to be a better student overall. Um, so, uh, I more more questions. Um, this is a good one. Uh, you got a nickname that Milk gave you. Yes, and so yeah. it made me think of all the nicknames. So I want to hear how you got that nickname or was there a reasoning behind it or just kind of threw it all together? No, he, he would call me B all the time. And then one day we were sitting on my uh, front porch, like after a, a, I had had a party or something and we were sitting on a front porch the next day. And it was a night after drinking hot skip and oh, yeah. um, milk and somebody else were talking about like just, one of them said, like, I'm twisted like Twizzlers. And the other one said, I'm, and Milk goes, I'm faded like B-Town. And he called <laughs> me B-Town because I was just so messed up. And um, then Sarah was there and she started calling me B-Town. And then everybody just started calling me B-Town. And I still to this day, like, friends I've met here call me B-Town. So. That's awesome. 
<laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, my nickname is part of my last name. And actually, my older sister was original Rude. Uh, we had the same coach, and he shortened it down to Rude. And she, he was her track coach. He was my football coach. And uh, I think his name was Ron Hudson in Gresham, Oregon, out there. And uh, so, but I moved here to Laramie and did not say, call me it, did not say, this is it. It took a couple years playing PE soccer or something. And my buddy is like, call me Flaskrew. And he's like, it's too hard to spit out. You're rude. And that was the, that was it. I, was like, I didn't say, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't bring up the pastor. I was like, yeah, it was, I knew it was probably grow again organically. And it did. And it was interesting. And I literally, during my DJ years at Lovejoy's, I've asked people what my real name was and they thought it was DJ Ruth. Like my first name, <laughs> DJ left. Like DJ. It, and then I was a DJ like that. I laughed for a long time when I'd heard that. I was like, really? They're like, it isn't. And I'm like, no, Justin. And they're like, well, where's Ruth come from? Like my last name. Like, oh, okay. And so, but it's still like, even to the day, like, my friends' kids, they call me rude and stuff. And so then every once in a while they're like, what's your real name? I'm like, Justin. I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that every time. Like, so I don't think I'll ever be able to call you anything but rude. I was telling um, my friend, Doctor, just Doctor, yeah. oh, yeah. that I was gonna be on this podcast and I said it was DJ Rude. <laughs> so, just. so I'm gonna rattle off some nicknames real fast. Okay. Uh, throw down any any if you got any um last names don't count like bunch sorry it was your last name doesn't work but here we go uh j mill coach diddy juice shitty milk j mill already had that one schmo brutus rev spanish prime time dre day lunchbox b squared freshman sorry if i left anybody out Oh my God, they, nobody had, nobody had a real name. <laughs> no. It was interesting because then you'd be like, it took me a long, I, it might have took me a year for Brutus. And oh my God. We were hanging out and I was like, dude, what's your real name? And he's like, Brutus. And I was like, whatever. And he's like, oh, Levi. I was like, oh. oh my God. Yeah. No Forgot way. about him. I'll never call you Levi. That's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> Juice. That's juice. Yes. Do I say juice? They yes. all lived they lived across the street from me. Um my second and third year, so sophomore and junior year. They lived across um like the side street from me. Just a house of God, what Sean, what was his name? There was Schmo? a Sean. Was it Schmo? Okay. Was it yeah. Moore? Yes. Schmo. Schmo. I see him every once in a while. One time I picked him up. I drove Uber for a little bit. One time I picked up Schmo. It was fun. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I picked up uh, Chansey too. Really? Sometime. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I was like, driving. Like, I like being out at nights, but I didn't quite like drinking all that much. So mine was like some yeah. money. Uber was fun. I love my car and everything. Now it's just too dangerous for me. So yeah. like, I'll let other people do that they need the money more than i do right now for sure so i don't do any driving business if i don't have to um oh. God, side note didn't mean to get off on uber that's, that's <laughs> now back then was where we were at 
And so, uh, in Laramie, did you uh, did you work and go to school too? A lot of us held other jobs while we were in school. I worked at Fat Burrito for a while. Do you remember that? Not until you just said it right then. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. Absolutely. We were talking about Fat Burrito the other day. I was talking um, about it too. Uh, my husband was talking about some taco truck in, um, in San Diego. And he's like, it's the best burrito. So I was like, actually, I worked at a place in, in college. He's like, in Wyoming, I'm talking about like Tijuana burritos. So best fattest burritos yeah, yeah uh we were talking because there's a place called speed goats here I yeah and well raj opened that right yeah yeah i don't know i haven't, I been, there. I haven't been there i just follow him on facebook but yeah it's doing i don't know if it's still open or if they sold or anything i haven't been downtown in a while but it kind of reminded me of some fat burrito especially uh ownership and such they had some clashing, I think, and not everyone was on the same page. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, sorry, Raj, if you're listening. Uh, this may be speculation. I'll get you on the show later. That's yeah. the case. <laughs> I barely kind of know him. It took a long time for, like, on Facebook to us be like, oh, yeah, that's you. Oh, my God, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I bomb a lot, but I didn't realize like his name I, I don't know how i knew him but eventually yeah we got around to him talking hanging out so i usually ask this wait no we'll wait say that question later all so, right yeah uh, um you're in laramie did you finish school here mm-hmm. yes With your yeah political science degree yep nice how many years did it take it took me six i'm no superstar it took me four and a half uh, you're amazing like to get it done. I hope my parents were like five. We'll pay for five. And I was like, oh crap. Well, I mean, you're five and this ain't happening right now. No. <laughs> and so I paid for my sixth, which was part-time both times, both semesters. I probably could have done one semester, but I was working more so I could pay for it. So, yeah. and I was like, I have no idea really what the plan is. I was, I saw so many people graduate like you and my other buddy Wheat so fast and they're like well now what do i do I, and i'm like go get a job and they're like oh i want to play with you guys i was like i guess you can hang out still but you're graduated so did you like leave laramie right away like well i guess it took me five total i was at four and a half at um u-dub but i had done the semester at oh yeah umc but anyway um at, then after laramie you're asking what yeah. they did so my friends, Kristen and Brianne, were moving to Florida. Kristen, uh, or Brianne was, she was the cheerleader at UW, but she was um, going to physical therapy school down in Florida. And she said, you guys don't have anything to do, want to move to Florida? And so we did. So we, I waitressed in Florida for a year and a half. Wow. So yeah, that was really fun in St. Augustine, um, which is just south of Jacksonville. It was, it's like the oldest European founded colony in the state. So it's, it's gorgeous and it's Florida. So, and not like the, not like the trashy inland Florida, but. Not crazy at all. No, no. I was on the panhandle right there for a little bit uh, on a vacation, it's nice. Yeah. And went to Orlando, which is crazy. But yeah, we were like an hour and a half from Orlando on the water. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
So you're down in Florida, waitressing and yeah, just partying for a year and a half. Like, yeah. Basically partying for a year and a half while Brianne went to school, and it was so fun. It was just um, like all we do is like work and go to the beach and go to bars and reggae Sundays, and it was just the best. So, yeah. Nice. Jealous. Wish I would have done something like that. It's pretty fun. So after Brianna finished school, did you guys like break up? Band? What did you guys do then? Oh, so I had gone to a football game, a University of Wyoming football game down there when they played Florida in like 2005. And I met this guy who was from Wyoming, who was down at the football game, but lived in Connecticut. And so we started dating long distance and then I moved up to be with him oh gosh like 10 months after I met him or something stupid like that um so that's how I moved to Connecticut so the girls were still down there um but I moved to be with with this guy who turned out to be a total dickhead but that did bring me to Connecticut okay I was like chase the boy north yeah lived here in mystic Connecticut for a while, which if you've seen Mystic Pizza. Yeah, don't I know the name, but I don't, we can't recall a whole lot about the whole movie. No, it's, I mean, it's just on the water down there. It's an old whaling town. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So. So that didn't work out, that relationship. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't work out, but I had had, I'd made a bunch of friends. I really liked it. So we stayed <clears throat> and um, I didn't leave. And um, he and I got back together a couple of times, but then we broke up for good. And then I just had a really fun year. And then I met my husband, my now husband, who is from Mystic, but he had moved out to San Diego right about the time I moved to Connecticut. Yeah. So, and I had made friends with all his best friends. So he moved back and within a couple of weeks, we started dating, and that was 11, 11 years ago. Wow. Good work. Yeah. So. I think my relationship's eight right now, so. That's, that's long. long. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Good stuff when you find yeah. the right one. Uh, so uh, when, how long did it take before you guys got married? Oh, mm, like a little over three years. We were engaged, or we were dating for like two engaged for like a little over one so so and that will be eight years in october so and where'd you guys get married out out there and yeah we were in mystic connecticut we got married in mystic but by then he had had been working for this company and they had offered him a job in um in south carolina so We'd already started planning the wedding up there. So we moved to South Carolina and went back for the wedding. And he's from Mystic. So he's from that area. So, um, yeah. So I had lived in Connecticut for like seven years. Then we moved down to South Carolina. And that is, we're in a rural county in South Carolina. And I um, was the small claims civil clerk down there. So my very first day, somebody comes in and they want to file a, a... they want to sue their neighbor for stealing their dirt. And like, I had to act like I had to be like, okay. And like, act like it was a big deal. 
and they're in this thick country accent. He got my dirt. <laughs> like, just okay. So, how much? What is the dollar amount you're looking for? Like, what's compensation for that? Oh God, it was ridiculous. Some of the some of the stuff I heard. Oh, and I don't want to like a like, Saturday Live sketch, right? There. Oh my God! And so I don't want to um, hope nobody in South Carolina ever listens to this that I worked with. But like all of all that, like maybe three of the women that I worked with in the whole like courthouse in my section of the courthouse, they all had married their abusive high school boyfriends, had babies super duper early, and then they've all like left that abusive boyfriend, and they're on husband number two and there's nothing wrong with that but just the majority of the women I work with that that is what they did and that is wow. that's just what they did it was just so crazy so I got pregnant with my first with my daughter at 31 and they're just like what I like at 31 I had like a two teenagers and it was it's the truth one of them was 40 and she had she she was a grandma so I know it's just a different lifestyle down there and at first I hated 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 it but then I I learned to love it and then my husband took a another job and they said you can either move to Vienna Virginia um, where their corporate office was or back to Con or to Connecticut and he's like well hell I'm from Connecticut so we moved back up here almost four years ago now right on yeah. yeah, I bet that. Oh, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Well, I guess I had a Wyoming breakup for three years. I lived in New York. And yeah. Such a different world and such. And it's kind of the reverse of it. Like, they'd be like, where are you from? And I'm like, Wyoming. And they'd be like, oh, I could see it in their heads going, what can I get over on you? And I'd be yeah. like, I'm not that Wyoming. Like, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, so many people living out here not so much in the South because they didn't think about it. But when I first moved out here, everybody would say, you're the first person from Wyoming I've ever met. And that's so funny to me. Oh but. yeah. But like we'd have, I worked at a news station and I, this one guy would be like, you talk funny. And I was like, and he had the thickest Brooklyn accent. I was like, I talk funny. Yeah. Wait a minute. Watch <laughs> the night. <laughs> yeah. What's the nightly news. You'll see, Brokaw, all these guys, and they all, they're from Kansas, North Dakota, middle America, like high speak. And they're like, okay. And they did. And then they are like, oh, you're right. You yeah. Them. And I'm like, it's clear and concise English. I'm telling you, there's <laughs> something to it. And so I would, every once in a while, they would drop, New Yorkers drop that hard R where an A should mm -hmm. be. Yeah. Like California. And I'm like, California, by the way. And if you say Oregon, I might punch you in the face. That's where I'm originally from, and it's Oregon, not Oregon. Like, I judge a person's soul by the way they say Oregon to me. I, I, and so I let them know, that, you know, I'm like, you have a chance with me, but if you say Oregon, I'm going to get mad. And so, yeah. but it's interesting. And I always pick up on accents and such. And yes, I can tell you've lived in the Connecticut area for uh, the longer we've talked in this conversation yeah. and, and, the, and the way it comes out, which is great, which is interesting. It probably should happen to people. Uh, it didn't really happen to me in New York. The hardest word that I couldn't get rid of, I said like a New Yorker for a long time. And if I don't think about it, it will come out that way is Long Island. Usually comes out Long Island. <laughs> but like when I think about it, it doesn't. So 
it happens. Uh, my older sister picks it up quickly. She lives in Texas now. And I'm like, you have such a draw. She's like, no, I don't. Y'all are crazy. And I'm like, all of us? So, uh, so you, ha- you had a kid down in South Carolina and then packed up, moved back to, to Connecticut. Yeah. I had two kids in South Carolina. So two kids, both of them. Yeah. How many kids both, do you have currently? Just two. Two, okay. So, yeah. Both girls, born. boys, both girls? No, oldest one is a girl. Her name is Wynn, and she's six. And then the little, the youngest is four, and he, his name is Elliot. He's the boy. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, an ear infection? I used to get those all the time as a kid. Yeah, he had the worst swimmer's ear. It wasn't like the inner ear infection. It was outer ear infection. And um, they wouldn't give him like oral antibiotics for it, just eardrops. So getting a four-year-old to take eardrops was miserable. And it really hurt him. So nobody was sleeping or anything. So that was fun. The cure to mine with tubes in my ears eventually was the way it happened. But I, Oh, really? Yeah, I don't even know if they do that kind of stuff anymore. I do remember being in the hospital and having a very traumatic experience to it. But my mom says that's a different time, not my. Oh. Right? I was like, oh, what do you guys do? And so I was very, and a lot of people are very, you know, going on and later in life, skeptical of hospitals. But now that I'm diabetic, I got to go get my blood taken a couple times a year. I'm not as freakish out moments in my life about hospitals anymore. They're just, I don't like to be there for a long time like anybody else. Yeah. So, it kind of suck. And they aren't, they aren't like a kid isn't like, yes, this is a great place when they're there. Yeah. Drops in their ears. Yeah. I I feel for you. So up in Connecticut, where you just become a full-time mom, now you got two kids or are you working? So I'm working. I've been working for a nonprofit that uh, acts as trustee of special needs trusts. I've been working there since I've moved back up here. So working mom, which has not been fun right now so yes and i guess might as well get into the whole we're in the middle of a pandemic your 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 kids do i mean did they go to daycare now it's home well kindergarten Kindergarten. my daughter was in kindergarten and my son was in a pre-k program at that school so they've been home since march and just i I tried i got them so connecticut's doing really really well with coronavirus like it's really low but that's because nobody's doing anything. So I got them enrolled in these camps this this week. I'm doing a nature camp with my son. I took the week off work. And then my daughter was supposed to go to the science camp. And it got canceled last minute. So she's just, I mean, she's just so disappointed about everything for the last like six months. So, or since March or whatever. So I feel so bad for her. So, but I've been doing this nature camp, which is nice to get my son, like, socially out there because he's just been they've just been cooped up and it's miserable so miserable for everybody yeah a young age is tough i bet because it's hard to comprehend like what why like why yeah 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 well and you can have you try to have the conversation i'm sure that's tough too and then the next day they're like why you know they're They're just so like though they're on their best behavior we haven't taken them too many places but like we have a, a CSA share, a farm share. So they'll come to the farm stand with me. And it's like, they they have to wear their mask. Everybody has to wear masks. Um, but 
like they're just so thankful to be like doing something <laughs> that they're just they'll wear their mask, they'll be excited to go pick up vegetables and come back home. We, I mean, respectively to our population, Wyoming has some low numbers depending on what county you're in. Um, memory's not too bad, or Albany County, because um, we we shut it down once the students left uh, for spring yeah. break. Oh, good. Just a genius, like, we're like, okay, wait, to take another week. And then it was like, now we're online. And we figured out that, and we're going to have them back August 24th. Um, I should be getting my test saliva kit in the mail. Oh. Yes. Here, tomorrow. And you have to take it online, like, on a Zoom call, like, witness you taking the test. And then you mail back in. And I think you probably have to put it in the envelope in front of them too. I I'm not, wouldn't be surprised. And yeah, we start 24th. We're putting, I work in IT now and we were, we're putting a lot of technology to make rooms usable, both online and in oh. classrooms. Um, but this God, is that's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Well, we haven't integrated as a lot of it. And a lot of rooms are ready for it. Um, we're doing what we can in the amount of time we had to work with because we got a bunch of money through CARES Act. Um, but yet, this all hinges on a population of people that, well, we all know, don't have a lot of discipline. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't and uh, yeah. I'm watching them slowly matriculate back into Laramie and I'm seeing, oh. I don't know no. about this one. Um, yeah. I, I, if they are listening or, or I want to put this out there to anyone, if they make it through, we don't have any incident. We can make it all the way to what I think the weekend before Thanksgiving without shutting it all down. I will throw a party for them. I'll figure out a way. I'll throw the biggest damn party. I'll know people will get in. Like if we can just get this to a time where there's, you know, the cure, there's a vaccine and such that we yeah. can get people like we can get on top of it without having to wear a mask and social distance like we are we can loosen up a whole lot more because there will be more people with antibodies in them yeah but i don't know if the students have it in them i just don't know it's hard to oh you get that hop skip in you you just can't keep away from people right or captain morgan is that do kids still drink that so yeah bars and house parties are gonna just wreak havoc yeah it's, not, it's so fun to go to a house party and like the beginning of school, it's still kind of warm. Like yeah. you can drink outside at the same time that, oh, that's going to be a rough one. And bars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm hoping they can do it. I mean, hoping we'll see. Um, hope they prove me wrong. Um, yeah. I, I hope a lot of people prove me wrong. We get some discipline and we can get back to some sort of, have they talked about, um, has UW talked about what they're doing about football and everything this year? Because UConn canceled it, canceled their season. Yeah, I heard about that. We just sent out, the Mountain West just sent out, I think the season won't start till this September 26th, which okay. basically would cancel two more games of ours on the schedule. That put us at a game in Indiana, I believe Ball State, and then a game in Las Vegas after that. I don't know about either of those. Indiana, maybe. Las Vegas. Probably not. That's, tough. That's really, yeah. unless you have a place where you fly them in, they stay at the stadium, they play, 
to get back on the plane, go. Like, there yeah. can't be intermingling with people in Las Vegas with the team and such. Like, it's yeah. just, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. That's, yeah, yeah. Right? That's okay with me. Um, so you're working at home too as well. Yeah. So, so you got to balance kids while you're zooming it up. Yeah. Well, we do have a babysitter coming twice a week now, just two days a week, just to get the kids like just outside and having fun for two days a week without like, cause it, my husband and I are both working from home the other days. Um, so, and it's just a little girl up the street. She's 16. She's just like three doors down up three doors down. And, um, I know that they've been socially distancing and stuff. So she just gets the kids outside for six hours, two days a week. And, I call it the circle of trust. Yeah. If you can and find ours, a circle of trust. Yeah. You're all on the same page. Exactly. Exactly. You have to, you oh. have, to have the hard conversations. Like Ray, my buddy Ray was here in town with his family because his dad lives here there in Vegas. And like there will be at my house a lot his way, you know, to come hang out and stuff. I have a pretty good backyard and it's fun. And, but anybody else, we'd have to be like, you want to come see Ray? you have to have passed our guidelines Yeah. like, and me, especially diabetes. I'm not messing around. So yeah, just better safe than sorry is my yeah, thought. Absolutely. So. If, if, if I'm wrong, we're wrong after this. We'll have a good laugh later. But yeah, we'll what's, what's the harm? Yeah. yeah. What's the harm if we're wrong? So. Yeah. But if we're right and other people are wrong, I feel for them. All right. Yeah. Left pressing talk on the last question of the show. Ask us of everybody. Right. How'd you meet me? Because it is called All My Friends. Oh my gosh, I met you. I I met you through Milk. I know that, um, but I don't know exactly know where. I'd like to think it's like Bud's Bar or something, but I, I don't know exactly where. I couldn't put the spot on it too. I, I most people I can add to the story. I can be like, yeah, yeah. It's here. I generally have a really good memory. I so I'm told. I always say, because I don't have kids, so I can keep the memories. If you guys delete for your kids. You're like, nah, I don't need those memories. But kids' memories are most important. At least I tell the people that forget a lot of stuff. Like Ray is always like, I forget everything, but you remember. I'm like, I have kids. So you keep your mind a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to, it's probably buds. It makes sense. Um, yeah, my, my buds or house party of some sort. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I almost put in the background, I almost put Keller Williams in the background. Oh my gosh. So I've seen him out here. I saw yeah. him at a place called Toad's Place in New Haven. So I swear I might have some concerts from that. I don't know if it was him exactly, but yes, that is, it comes up on my shows as places people have played. I can't remember the last time. I think I, last time he played out Wyoming or Colorado, I think I had a pass. Because, oh, I, I was having like a Jubilee Days thing. Oh. Yeah. So I was like, I've seen Keller 20 sometime. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Not as much as widespread panic. That's my band. <laughs> I actually met a guy who I met from work. Um, he lives in Colorado, but he just, um, he's a sponsor for a lot of our like national events. Um, he, play saxophone and he's played with Keller Williams quite a few times. Oh, wow. Yeah. So 
they pimped out Washington's down in Fort Collins. They turned it into like a venue. I haven't been in there really? yet. Yeah. So yeah, I was supposed to go on my birthday. I was supposed to see Mo on my birthday, but that was kind of the beginning of everything's canceled. Yeah. So I didn't get to see Mo, but next year, I guess I'll get to go to that place. I kind of t- dialed off in concerts. Me but too. I was like, well, you have kids, you have reasons. I'm like, I haven't got nothing. I'm just tired. I don't know. So now I'm like, now I'm going to everyone next year. Like, I'm yeah, all, you know, that's, that's definitely. Cool. <laughs> I think we have to. Yeah. So I was supposed to go to see, um, I was flying out there and I was going to stay a night in Denver in March. I was supposed to see Grace Potter in Denver. It got canceled. And that was like, then I was just like, man, that sucks. And then the next week, something else happened. Man, that sucks. <laughs> so pretty much since March. Concert I usually go to, Big Head, Todd and the Monsters at Red Rocks. I wasn't going to go this year because we were supposed to go to New Orleans for my girlfriend's 40th, but that didn't pan out. We ended up having a great birthday party, but up at a cabin and such. But so I wasn't going to Big Head Todd, but they, of course they canceled, but they played a show they recorded at Red Rocks and streamed it on YouTube a couple days later. And it was like stripped down, like they're facing each other. No, nobody's there clearly. No big speakers. It looks so weird. I was like, that's when it sunk in. Oh man, it's gonna be a year before this yeah. I ever see that place again. I'm usually there a couple times a year, so my backyard's been fun. I'm really yeah, ours too. I mean, we've really come to appreciate what we have. So yeah. having to be able to get out and go down to the you know edge of your driveway and walk around the block is kind of handy. I guess we can don't have to wear a mask all the time outside. The yeah. backyard, you don't. Backyard, yeah. you can get away with that. Well, I'm gonna wrap this up. All right. I want to thank you for uh, being on the show, giving me your time. It was great. Sure. Yeah, this was fun. Friends, I'm still looking for music for the show like you just heard. That's some sample stuff I get off the internet, free sample stuff. I want your music, or if you know somebody that is a musician, I do have a musician coming up in a few interviews from now. Maybe I'll talk to him about doing some music for the show, but I'm looking for samples, maybe an intro song. Uh, I don't want to pay a lot of money for it. You'll get all the promotions in the world from it. Uh, If you give me like a DJ sample, scratching, you know, record sample or bass line like you just heard, or guitar sample or even vocal sample, I'll take. But please get me some music, uh, get me some stuff to uh, have some playing to each and every episode to start the show and then to start the actual interviews themselves. I would love to have different stuff than the free online stuff that I already have. You can hit me up on all my social media if you want to get me the music that way. Or you can, if you have my digits, you can text me. Uh, just get a hold of me. Uh, it's that easy. If you don't know my social media, uh, DJ Rude Entertainment on Facebook. If you don't have Facebook and you got Twitter, I do have a Twitter handle. You can uh, DM me. My Twitter handle is at Jammin, J-A-M-M-I-N underscore DJ underscore Rude. You can also private message me on Instagram. L Ruderino is my Instagram name. Uh, but most likely you probably know me. So just get me that music and you'll get lots of free, free promotions for your uh, musical talents. Speaking of music, in this interview, I started talking about Keller Williams out of the blue. 
He's a musical artist that both Beth and I are fans of. I've seen him 20 plus times. But he's very unique in how he builds a song while playing live if he's by himself. Otherwise, he plays with a band and they play great music. You gotta check him out, look him up on YouTube. He's a great artist, he has a lot of charisma. I got to meet him in Fort Collins one time after he was in a sushi restaurant we were at, and I waited till he was done eating and talked to him outside. But he was very nice to me, and I'm a big, huge fan. Now, Beth and I saw him perform at the Mishawaka Amphitheater just outside Fort Collins, Colorado, in the Poudre River Canyon. It's a great spot to catch a concert, but that night it poured on us. It rained and rained and rained. Keller tried to play, then left the stage, then came back. We got soaked, and I think we left early before the show ended to just dry up and head back to Laramie, and then you could park your car up near the venue, and so we did, but it was just a, more, a little more difficult to drive home that night. It's a lot of cutbacks and such on that road. Now you have to take a bus to get up to Mishawaka because it is a very dangerous canyon, and I do believe some uh, patrons of Mishawaka lost their lives uh, in the river up there. So they no longer let people drive up to uh, Mishawaka and watch concerts. I mean, maybe people do, but I've taken the bus the last, I don't know, five, six times. And so if you're going to go check out Mishawaka, take the bus. It's easier. Let somebody else drive you up there. All right, folks, on to the next podcast.